The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Learn the language of spirit. This is The Intuitive Life with Laura Wooster. Hello everyone, I'm Laura Worcester and welcome to The Intuitive Life, where we walk together and support each other on the path to becoming more spiritually aware, enlightened, and inspired. And it's that time of month where I have my dear friend and colleague, Anne Hentz, on for the Tarot Hour. So welcome, Anne. Thank you, thank you. As always, love to be here. Oh, it's so great to talk with you all the time. Always happy to, to talk <laughs> with you. And, um, and always one of my uh, most popular guests, too. And a lot of people uh, calling in for readings. So let's begin with you pulled cards for the month. So what do you have for our listeners this month? All righty. Um, as a reminder, or for those who are just tuning in for the first time, I like to use different decks every month because I like to spark your curiosity about other decks and artists and I encourage you to branch out and use different decks because they'll really expand your intuition and they'll expand your tarot foundation. Um, and it's just plain fun to use different decks. Um, oh, right. And as I talk about these cards, if you would like to see the cards, which I recommend, um, you can see them on my Instagram page, Enhance uh, Tarot, and on my Facebook page, and hence connect with spirit, all one word. Yes. So anyway, the deck that I'm using for today, it's from the Tarot of the Divine by Yoshi Yoshitani. Um, it's a cool deck. It was inspired by deities, folklore, and fairy tales from around the world. And I'm going to read this to you in Yoshi, Yoshi's own words. Um, this deck was created as an homage to the stories we have told one another across cultures and throughout history. While each story is unique to a specific time and place, every culture has stories of bright young adventurers and forbidden doors or promised lands. In this way, the Tarot of the Divine fosters appreciation of our differences and of the truth in our similarities. I love this deck, not only for the illustrations and the fact that every card is illustrating some wonderful myth or legend, um, but there's also a large hardcover book called Beneath the Moon, also by Yoshi, that devotes a full page to each of the legends portrayed on the card. So you can get a more in-depth understanding of the legend behind the card. So you purchase the book separately, but the Tarot of the Divine deck comes in a really lovely, sturdy cardboard um, box. And it has a small booklet that gives a very brief summary of the legend. So it's it's Really cool. I like it. And the suits are standard swords, wands, cups, and coins rather than pentacles. Okay, so let's look at the cards for today's show. And as a reminder, this is for people who are listening now and for people who tune into the archive uh, when the time is right for them, it will be also appropriate for them. Um, two cards, eight of wands and seven of cups from Tarot of the Divine. Eight of Wands, this card portrays the rainbow crow of a Native American legend. The exact tribe is disputed. Rainbow crow recognizes that the once warm land is now cold and the animals are freezing. He flies up to the heavens to retrieve fire and then travels swiftly back to earth to bring the fire to the cold lands below. Um, so the Eight of Wands, is about swift action and getting results. 
the Seven of Cups. This card shows Aladdin standing before various beautiful lamps. He can't choose them all and must make a decision as to which will be the most successful for him. But he's having difficulty doing this. We've all been there. So Eight of Wands and Seven of Cups. What do these cards mean for you over the next couple of weeks? They're asking you to stop dithering, make some decisions, and just take action. Make the best decision you can and see how it turns out. Some action is better than no action. And now is the time. So you go, guys and gals. And those are our cards. I'm just curious because hopefully some of you are looking at these cards. Now, Anne, if these cards weren't in the placement that they were, where the Seven of Cups was on the left and the Eight of Wands was on the right, would that change the meaning of the the interpretation of the cards? No, but um, directionality, very important. And I'll talk about that in the tarot tip. Um, So in this case, we see the the crow in the Eight of Wands flying towards the back of Aladdin's head like he's going to say, dope sap him a little and say, hey, come on, (laughs) pick a lamp, pick a lamp, just do it. (laughs) Now, if you reverse those two, you have Aladdin saying, oh, wow, lamps. Oh, my God, look at all the lamps. And the crow is flying away from Aladdin um, with his his fire stick. Um, And it to me, it would feel like he's saying, oh, Jesus Christ, let me I'll pick for you. Come on. Follow me. Let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. <laughs> Very good. So slightly different, same meaning, diff- slightly different energy, a little more urgency. Yep, yep, like yep. I'm taking over. <laughs> Very exactly. good. I love it. So your and your tarot tip for the uh, for the month. Okay, tarot tip. This is fun. This is simple, and this is really good for practicing. I call it freestyle three card story. So one of the trickiest things, I think, about doing a reading is seeing how the cards relate to one another. Um, And as I've said many times in my classes, the cards don't exist in a vacuum. They live in a community where there are many interactions and relationships. Um, So to practice seeing relationships and interactions, um, you can just tell a story with three cards or as many cards as you'd like. I just, I chose three. So remember, there's no question here. We're not doing a reading per se, but we are telling a story or telling the story that the cards present. So it's good for helping you to remember what the cards mean and then watching the progression from one card to the next. And as I say all the time, if you're gonna practice with this, do it out loud. Speaking out loud is so different from sort of being in in your head saying, yeah, yeah, I get this, I get this. Well, no, say it out loud. So anyway, I pulled three cards. I pulled them at random. Um, And think of this exercise as starting with once upon a time. So the three cards, in case you're not looking at them on the web, our three cards are the three of swords. That's the heart with the three swords piercing it the page of cups. This is the young person holding a cup out and the cup has a fish in it. Uh, And the final card is the world or the universe, there's the the world in this deck. This is the ending and the completion of the major arcana. All right, so here we go. Once upon a time, someone suffered a great loss. That's our three of swords. They were grieving and felt that they would never be happy again. But suddenly, someone or something or some event, this is our page of cups now, pages, court cards are often people, actual people, but they don't have to be. They can be an event and activity and energy. So that's why I'm saying, but suddenly someone or something or some event showed up and brought them happiness again. And if if you're looking at them, I love the way the page is offering his cup to the pierced heart. It's so sweet. Again, we have that recognition of the directionality of um, way, the way the page is facing, offering the cup to the pierced heart. Um, and then in the end, everything came together beautifully and the person felt complete. So I'll say that one more time without the instruction. Three of swords, 
Page of Cups, The World. Hmm. Once upon a time, someone suffered a great loss. They were grieving and felt that they would never be happy again. But suddenly, someone or something or some event showed up and brought them happiness again. In the end, everything came together beautifully and the person felt complete. And so that's it, that's our story. You keep it brief. Um, don't add details that are not being presented by the cards. That's one of the things that I find a lot with beginners is they think they need to keep talking and tell a bigger story and they, they start to say things that are not presented by the cards. So keep it simple, keep it short, um, tell the story and then be done. Oh, great advice, great tips. I know someone was asking, how do I see the cards? Um, you can go to Anne Hance Tarot on Instagram to see the cards that she talked about today. Um, you can also go to her website. I don't think it's on your Facebook page. Um, I see I didn't, it on. I, I thought I did. You put it on your Anne Hance personal page. Oh, I thought I put it on both. Oh, God. Oh, I'm that's okay. No so worries. great about these things. <laughs> it's uh. all good. So many places you can put the cards. I yeah, know. You go, you go to Instagram. It's yeah, and Instagram. It's Enhanced Tarot on Instagram. And uh, eventually, I will have a page that will have all of these together, like all the episodes with the cards to match up, and that's coming. So that'd be so cool. That will be excellent. Yes, very good. So we've got a number of questions that came in, and we're going to shuffle our cards. I have my Oracle deck, and Anne has her. Darrow, tarot deck like she like are you using a different deck today or are you using the one that you talked about earlier um i have the one that i talked about earlier i may use it um i'm still getting familiar with it but i'm loving it but i also have the crow's magic i have the voyager i have the light seer and i have the pagan other worlds and that's all the room i had for on my table so that's it <laughs> okay let's see which which one you feel inspired to use for the okay. next questions that come up okay so let's see so Sean asked, uh, my son put his house on the market and it hasn't sold yet. Do you see an offer with sale coming? If that, and, and if so, what time frame? Okay. So that's a great way to also explain how to determine timing with Tarot. So we're both pulling cards. We're both shuffling. Alrighty. So the house is on the market. It hasn't sold yet. What do we need to know? We can also frame this question as, what do we need to know about Tyler's house is on the market and his son's name is Tyler. Ah, okay. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. I'm ready. Cool. <laughs> okay. So when I do, I decided if we had more time, I probably would have done first, what is the energy around the house and selling and so on? And then I would have done another spread for time frame. But because we have limited time, I thought I'm just going to do a time frame on when it is likely that this will sell. Um, when I do that, I generally use two cards per month. Um, so first half of the month, second half of the month. And in this case, I stopped at three months because <laughs> I ran out of room. I have too much stuff on this desk. Um, but if I don't, if I don't see it selling in three months, then I would overlay these with more months worth of cards. However, it looks to me like January, I'd say January is likely with February pulling into the same energy. So when you do a time frame reading, the way I do them, when I turn the cards over, I don't read every card unless they ask me to. What I'm looking for are the cards that raise their little card hands and say, here, this is the time frame. <laughs> so don't they have little hands, really? <laughs> okay. Um, so the first two cards for December, Five of Cups, and um, in this Pagan Otherworlds deck, it's the one of their lunar cards, and it's the quarter moon card. I'm disregarding the Five of Cups. That, that's not pertinent to the story. But when I looked at the quarter moon card, I thought, okay, I think it's in process right now. Something is likely to happen. And sure enough, when I turned over the January cards, there it is, page of pentacles. This is new beginnings around money. Mm -hmm. um, it's coupled with the nine of cups, ah, new cycle around joy and fulfillment. 
And then I turned over the other two cards for February and they kind of continue the story. Two of cups. This would be a finding a good partner to buy the house. Doesn't have to be like one person, but the partnership of selling someone sell there's they're selling and someone buying the house. And the other card for February is Ace of Pentacles. Again, new beginnings around money, finances. So I would I didn't need to pull any more cards. I would say it's likely, based on these cards, that January, February um, might see that house selling. Good. So not too far away. Mm. I was saying the similar thing that there's just um well, first of all, let me go back to the thing where you mentioned that they raised their little hands. Was this like <laughs> in, <laughs> intuitively you're feeling like they're not calling your attention? Is that what you mean? <laughs> well, I just like my cards and they're all like little people to me. So um, I love it. It's basically it's it's based on the card. Oh, OK. Um, like if someone said, when when am I likely to move? And I got the chariot among like the cards that I turned over. If I saw the chariot, I would say, OK, chariot. That's about moving, going, selling. So in this case, um, it wasn't so much intuitively as it is saying, oh, look, Page of Pentacles, new beginnings around finances, oh, uh, new cycle around contentment, partnership, and Ace of Pentacles potential for this income coming in. So the cards themselves are the ones that tell me, okay, this is this is the time frame. Oh, okay. But they also yeah. raise their little card hands too. <laughs> Good. Excellent. Yeah, I was just saying, I was saying really positive things about a fairly quick movement with this as well. So as I'm pulling up these cards, and I wouldn't be surprised if someone's already looking at the house or has already looked at the house that are going to come back and make an offer or someone's like right now looking at this house or considering to make a contact with you guys. Because um, I just feel like the contact has already been made or it's in the process of being made. Um, so that would indicate to me that this would move fairly quickly. So cool. Excellent. So it sounds like good news for your son, Sean. <laughs> right? He said, thank you. Great. Let's see. Going on the real estate theme, we have Gina as well, who said, what do I need to know about trying to buy a new house? She's on the other side of this. So, so um, Gina, we know someone who's selling a house. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Let's see what Gina needs to know about buying a house. So this is my talk to me spread. Gina will be familiar with this. Um, I have one card in the center and then four other cards, top left, top right, bottom right, bottom left. These happen to be presenting as columns. The two left side cards are a column. The two right side cards are a column. Okay, so what I'm seeing, Gina, in the center is the Six of Swords, which is saying, you know what? Be at peace with this. This is, don't, don't. Don't dither, don't get yourself worked up. This is something that is likely to happen smoothly for you. Six of Swords, mental peace. Um, but it looks as if you have two choices about how to handle this. On the right side is our pierced heart, Three of Swords. And uh, underneath it is the moon. The moon is our stuff and our hot buttons and our issues and our fears and blah, blah. And the uh, three of swords on top is that loss, grief, sadness, whatever. So on the one column, spirit is saying, you know, it's possible that you'll allow yourself to get caught up in the drama. And I didn't get this house, this house, and I really wanted this house, and I'm never going to find the house I want, and blah 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 blah, which is something that we do because we're human. Or on the left column, we have the magician sitting on top of our successful and quick moving eight of swords. So a magician says, you can make this happen and you can make it happen quickly. Eight of swords, no, I'm sorry, eight of wands. And you can make it happen quickly. So Gina, I would say that the cards are suggesting that yes, this um, can be a good thing and that you can make it happen. Just make sure you stay out of your dithering head and Use your power, use your magician to manifest what you want. Oh my God, I got the same thing. I got the eight of wands too, which is like <laughs> That's crazy. Cool. And I also got the emotional loss card, but I see all these beautiful like partnership cards and and foundation achievements. I'm using the, the psychic tarot deck. Anybody might be familiar with what I'm saying here, but it, and like, oh my gosh, and all these beautiful things coming up, wonderful success and, and in your 
endeavor to find a new home. But what's tempering this is your attachment, the emotional attachment to the outcome. Um, so very similar to what, what Anne said. So we're right on the same, <laughs> the same That's thing. Cool. This is incredible <laughs> how this works. How cool is that? So yeah, it's coming. Um, I don't know if she asked about time frame. I don't think she did. I don't think so. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling a longer time frame compared to um, the previous question. Uh, I'm feeling more in the spring. I don't know if you were seeing that at all in your cards, Anne. Um, not in these cards because I didn't, my intention was not to do time frame. It was to answer. But as I'm looking, um, yeah, I'm pulling, I'm not getting time frame, but I wanted to say, okay, are we saying quick or not? It it may take a little, a little effort. We have the um the burden card of the ten of wands and the strength. But again, if we look at that eight of wands, that's quick moving energy when it's coupled with the magician. Um, I think Gina might be able to pull it in a little bit more quickly than is intentioned right now. So keep looking, keep looking, <laughs> right, Gina. Thank you. All righty. And let's see, we've got Kat. What can you tell me about branching out into my own psychic, intuitive and healing business? Okay. Okay. Very good. And if you need me to pull up, pull anybody up um, by voice, let me know. And so Kat, I'm, I'm, getting the sense that you already have another position or another job, but it's not the business that you're talking about. Correct. That's my sense that you already have another, another job or another focus for finance. Okay. Um, these cards look really good. Now the card in the center is the only cautionary card. It's the four of pentacles. And this is a suggestion to as when you start this business, um, mind your finances. Try not to go all out and say, "Yay, I'm going to buy this <laughs> giant building and I'm going to, you know, do all of these wonderful things." Um, conserve your finances as much as you can. But if we look at the four cards that are around it, Three of Cups is um, the card of joy, rejoicing with others, celebrating with others. So this is lovely energy around this. Top right is Knight of Pentacles. This is taking action on something that um, is likely to bring in an income for you. Sitting underneath our Knight of Pentacles is the Nine of Pentacles. This is great. The Nine shows, um, if you choose to do this, um, it's likely that you are entering a new cycle, Nine, ending the old cycle, beginning the new cycle around um, financial uh, stability and contentment. And then the final card under the three of cups, top left, bottom left, is the magician. Love to see the magician show up. This says you have what it takes um, to make this happen. So these are these are really cool cards. I wish you all the best. Yeah, I got the same thing. This looks really good. So business-wise looks good. Um, business sense looks really good. The one thing that I'm seeing coming up here is my, what might be your focus at this time is uh, figuring out what your focus is in your in your practice. Um, you mentioned two or three different things, uh, no, actually two things, psychic intuitive healing business. Um, there's something here about looking at what what should be the main focus? What should be the 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 one thing that sort of is the um, the thing that draws people to you, your clientele to you? And not trying to be everything to everybody. That's that's what I'm seeing here. So what is it that you would focus on and, and really make it that like that's your focus for the next few months or the next year or so? Okay. Um, also, there's something the cards that are coming up as well around this is is branding. And I know that's not something that typically a lot of people think about when they're um, do, starting an intuitive business. But the business side of this is this seems to be calling attention is like, what is what, how do you want to present yourself to the world? Do you already have an online presence? Do you already have a website? How do you want that to look? Um, is it going to show the world who you are and what you have to offer them? Um, that seems to be the focus right now. So either you're, you're probably thinking about doing this or you've already done it, or you're thinking about revamping what you have already if you already have it. But there's something here about putting uh, putting out what you want 
to bring to you as far as clientele. So, um, and not being everything to everybody. So that's might be something that you're focusing on right now or that you might want to consider focusing on. But business side looks really good with this. And, um, but I see you working a couple of different jobs. Um, so you might be starting this practice while having another position that has nothing to do with this. Um, that's what I'm seeing here is actually having two hats. So at least temporarily. So hopefully that makes sense, Kat. Already, That looks good. I think we're both saying, yep. Yep. Looks good. Alrighty. Thanks, Kat. So now, um, Anne-Marie asked a question. She wanted to ask about health, job, spouse, and home, and your intuitive abilities. <laughs> so that's a <laughs> lot. That's, you have a whole hour <laughs> or more? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Anne, could you come back and just say which one, uh, it, with the exception of health, because we won't cover health on this, um, what is it that you do want to focus on? Just pick one of those and we will we will um, pull some cards for that. Okay. Let me see. I don't know if we can pull cards on this, but I'm just going to read this just because it's interesting here. Okay. So Anne asks, it's Anne with an E. Um, I would like a reading and this is very strange, but when my son was little, he used to say his other mother used to beat him and you're a nice mommy. Oh my goodness. But he would listen to music from the 1930s and 40s. Was he reincarnated? I feel he was, and he's 24 years old now. And I feel he's not in today's time or just different. Um, Okay. I don't know if we can address that with a reading, but Anne, if you wanted to, Anne with an E, um, if you wanted to have a reading from us, I don't think we can do a reading on this that you actually brought up here about reincarnation, but if there's something you specifically want to do about your life presently, um, just drop a, a question in there. But I've heard of this um, quite a bit where people, like young, you know, young kids talk about their other parents and they've never had other parents. And they talk about previous experiences. And I had a, a cousin of mine, there was a situation, a couple of different situations. And one in particular, where he was in a car in the backseat. I think he was probably a toddler. And, um, and my aunt was driving and he talked to, he pointed at a house, which is like a farmhouse. And he talked about his life there and who he was and his daughter. He talked about a daughter and all these things. And my aunt went and did some research and sure enough there there was a farmer there with the daughter with this particular name and all everything panned out from what he said um so i think that, that i think it's more common than we realize oftentimes you'll hear stories about parents talking about their kids talking you know about previous lives or things they couldn't possibly know about and then they just forget things over time um is it reincarnation and there's some people who i, I believe in reincarnation and then some people who just know that feel like there's children are just very open to energy and they think it's their story, but they're picking up on somebody else's story. Um, what do you think, Anne? I think it's more likely that they are remembering past lives. Yeah. Um, I, I believe that seems like there's far too many examples of confirmed past lives that uh, people of all ages have, have remembered. Uh, but especially children, um, I don't think it can be discounted, really. Yeah, I do think this, especially if someone's really drawn to a particular era, like she said, his, um, like Anne says, that he would listen to music from the 30s and 40s. And if anybody, I'm sure a lot of you who are listening knows about Brian Weiss. Uh, definitely check out his work, Dr. Brian Weiss. Fascinating stories. He's got great books. Um, many lives, many masters. Um, Awesome. So if you're interested in anything about reincarnation, check out his work. Alrighty. So Anne came back with um, Anne, the person asking the question. We get a lot of Anne's today. <laughs> so um, she wanted to narrow down her question about her home. What it is? What is it about your home, Anne, that you wanted to ask? Are you selling your home? You buying a home? You're moving home? Um, a little bit more information would be great about the question that you want to ask. Okay. Um, let's see. Heather is asking, what can you tell me about my current relationship situation? Should I pull Heather up on the phone? I think so, because that's a little yeah. bit vague. Yeah. Hi, Heather. Hi. Welcome. So you have a question about your relationship. Uh, yeah. So um, I have rather what I would consider to be a somewhat new relationship. Uh, I'm a widow, and I just wanted to really see what you know, what that looked like from the cards perspective. 
or if there was something I should be waiting for something different. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you're in a relatively new relationship or new connection. Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Already. And and I guess I'm not quite sure. Say that question again. So I just wanted to see what you saw with regard to the current relationship. And then, um, oh. or if, if there was something different for me down the road. <laughs> you're already looking beyond this relationship? <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess that doesn't bode well. Currently. <laughs> Okay, let, let's look at this current relationship before we sure. go another one. Thank you. I'm going to use two decks, so just bear with me here. So how long you've been in this particular connection, Heather? Uh, about six months. Oh, okay. All right, so it's not like super new. I'm curious which, which deck she's using. Right, I, I'm combining the uh, Voyager and Crow's Magic. And what I do is pull three cards from the Voyager for the more surface energies. And then below them, I put three cards, uh, pairing them with a Voyager card from Crow's Magic because it's kind of a darker looking deck. So it's the lesser known energies. And then and then I compare the, how the top card relates or interacts with bottom card. Mm-hmm. So I'll put the word in quotes. If they're both good cards, quote, um they're all good cards because they tell us what we need to know but um positive cards then they reinforce one another but if say the top card is a positive card and the bottom card is a again quote negative card now it's detracting and we have to see well what are they saying to each other how is this working so you can't take the teacher out of me sorry about that okay so um the first pairing is Wheel of Fortune with the Hermit. So this is interesting. This is um, the Wheel of Fortune energy is our more known energy. And it's suggesting that the relationship um, wants to move forward. Let's, you know, take this where it needs to go now. But the underlying energy is that of the Hermit. And Hermits are less ready to move into relationships. So this could be either one of you or both of you. Um, but I think that there's a, a push-pull here with moving forward with the relationship or saying, ah, but I need my own space. The next pairing, interesting. Okay, the more surface energies, 10 of wands growth. So this is saying that this relationship could be an opportunity for both of you to to grow and learn more about being in relationships and importantly about what you each really want and need in a relationship. But for this growth to happen, the underlying card is the death card. Death is about letting go of things that don't serve us right now, or in this case, letting go of things that don't serve in the relationship. So it could be beliefs about how relationships are supposed to function. It could be, um, Things that we're clinging to from past relationships that need to just be let go. But so there's something in order for this relationship to grow and move forward, there may be some things that need to be let go of that are not serving anymore. And then our final pairing is lovely. Two of worlds. This is a partnership in the physical. Um, Key word here is reflection, but it's the idea of partnership in the physical so this is great for our relationship and the underlying excuse me the underlying card is wheel of fortune so we've seen that twice but in this case both cards support one another there's not one card detracting from or giving a lesson both of these are saying good partnership um, ready to move forward with the caveats that we just saw okay thank you that makes complete sense to me oh cool i love it when that happens that's so funny. I got the hermit card as well. So huh. it really reflects a lot of what you what you also said, Anne. And a lot of patience that's necessary in this connection too, and learning about each other individually as well as together. And I know you mentioned something about the possibilities of other connections. I, I'm just I'm just kind of, you know, again reflecting what Anne is saying about there's a lot to learn about yourself through this current connection. 
yeah and so just see see where this goes um i'll never predict whether a relationship will you know be a long lasting or not because obviously it's up to you um but there's a lot there's a lot to be gained a lot to learn through this connection so hopefully this this helps a little bit hopefully it's validating for you it is very much so thank you wonderful very good well thank you heather thank you for being here today thank you thank you thank you guys um, oh, now we have Anne's question and Anne with the multiple questions. <laughs> she has two homes and she doesn't know which one she should live in. All right. So there's a couple of things we could do with this. This is what I would do. I know Anne probably would do a similar thing. I like to pull card, a set of cards for each option, right? So if you were in front of me, um, Anne, who's the caller, I would say, okay, I'm going to pull cards for both homes and both circumstances and then see what each of those circumstances bring to you. So I'm assuming you do the same thing because I learned from yeah, you. And, so. that, and that's what I would do too, but I would want to know some way of, like we can pull cards for home one and home two, but unless mm -hmm. Anne can identify which is home one and which is home two. Um, so I think if we could pull her up and sure. we could get a, a better idea of, Where's home one? Where's home two? And then we can pull cards. I, yeah, they're a mile apart. Um, I thought you could call one twenty-one and the other one thirty-four. Okay. okay. All right. Great. For the numbers. Sure. Twenty-one, okay. thirty-four. Okay. So we're each pulling cards for each of those circumstances. See why you're having a tough time. Were you thinking the same? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can see in both circumstances why it's not an easy choice, Anne. Right? <laughs> so, okay, I'll tell you what I have. It seems like there are good things about both places, but there are also issues about both places. If I look at the cards for 21, uh, two of wands, king of cups, nine of wands. So it feels like this may be a place that because of the king of cups, that you like and you feel good in. But the nine of wands suggests that there it may take some effort um, to live there or to maintain that place, or there's some effort involved. And that's causing the two of wands looking out saying, I don't know, is there someplace else? Should I be at this other place? Even though I like this one, I'm feeling heavy energy, a lot of work in some way, a lot of effort in some way. So I thought, okay, well, let's go look at 34 then. Okay, great. We'll turn over these cards. We have the devil, the two of swords, and the four of cups. So the four of cups is the opportunity card. So apparently there's something about 34 that, you know, you feel good about. And there's a possibility here. There's an opportunity here um, to make this your place. But two of swords would suggest that there are still a lot of decisions that need to be made um, around how to make this work. Um, and two of swords generally is also saying, you know, get more information, just dig into it a little bit. Um, and then the devil is a card of restrictions. Um, it can be things like um, if you need to work on this 34, um, you know, not getting the permits or somehow not being able to do what you want to do or maybe not having the finances to do what you want to do um, or not knowing who to ask or not having someone to help you with it. So I'm not sure that these cards were helpful because they're both saying, yeah, we have some good things and we have some issues in both. That makes sense, Anne, what Anne said? Yeah, that's why I can't make any decisions. <laughs> yeah. I was getting the same thing. There's like wonderful things from both of these properties and it, and I can see why you'd be struggling with this. Um, the only difference between these that I'm seeing that's really kind of standing out is that the first one, was it 21? That might, is that the one that has a little bit more work to be done on it or there's more? Um, no, that would be the other one. Okay. I knew there was one that had that was, one had a little bit more work to be done on it, but other than that, I'm seeing equal. And it's like, do you really want to be the person to do that work or have that work done? Um, that's That might be like the piece that might help you decide which one to 
I, I still see an emotional connection to both of them though. That's the thing that I could see was, could be frustrating for you. That is very true. Yeah. The emotional attachment to both of them. Yeah, I can see this very strong here. And the thing is financially, once you let go of one of them, financially, it's going to, whichever one you let go of financially, it looks really good. Like you'll, it, cause if, if you're the one selling this, this one of these properties, financially, it's going to be good for you. Um, I wasn't planning on selling them. I, I was planning on moving into one and then renting the other one. Okay. So that's where the finances come in. Okay. I just said, I saw money coming to you. It's, this is how, this is how I see it. <laughs> this is, there's a, a picture inside my head. All right. I'm seeing wheelbarrows of money being rolled towards you. So that's my sign for money's coming to you. So either way, financially, that's not a, that's not a big problem. It's just that one piece is like, do you want to take on the renovations of one of these places? Or do you want to find some other, somebody to partner with to make this happen? Or there's something about deciding how that's going to be handled and how much do you want to take on right now? Mm -hmm. and, and I have an, I have another suggestion too. I pulled a couple of cards to say, okay, how you know what can help Anne make this decision? And we got the Ace of Swords, which is a very head card, and the Knight of Wands. So what these cards are saying to me is, do some you know logical thinking about what it would mean to live at twenty one and what it would mean to live at thirty four, but then do what what I do sometimes when I can't make a decision or Carl can't make a decision or somebody can't make a decision oh we could even do that here <laughs> we could do that here okay um basically it's about picturing yourself making the decision to say live in 21 and, and in your mind say this is it that's where I'm going to live and then check inside how do you feel how does that make you feel and then do the same thing. Okay, I am making this decision. I am going to live in 34. Check in. How does that feel inside? So let's try this. Um, Anne, yes. I am going to make this decision for you. Okay. And it's legally binding. Not really. But <laughs> I'm going to make this decision for you, and I want you to just sit quietly while I ponder which of the two I'm going to um, tell you that you're going to live in. And then I want you to see very quickly, no thinking, no head, how does it make you feel? So just calm, quiet, don't think about either house, um, and I will solve this problem for you. I am going to have you live at 21. How did that feel? Um, okay. Okay. Did you have any yearning that you were thinking, oh, I wish she had said 34? Um, well, the the 34 was the one my husband wants to live in. Oh, okay. and, and and I just don't know. Right now, I am living in 21 right now. Um, but the plan was always to move to 34 but i you know i'm, I'm thinking about what's got to get done and you know what i mean does mm -hmm. it need just need some some work done not you know yeah some serious work but my husband can do it you know um but it's just the whole the move thing i'm just i'm just not sure i both i have ties to to both of them mm -hmm. you know, one one is my is my home where I raised my kids and the other one is my my parents' home and they're not here anymore. Okay, so I can understand the, the two emotional connections. Well, the mm -hmm. good thing is he's willing to do the work, yes? If you were to move to 34? Yes, he is. And if you were to go to 34 and say rent out 21, you still would have, you'd still own that property though. Yeah, I would. Yeah. So it would be, so it's not going anywhere. It's still there, although someone else might be living in it. Hmm. I went through a lot to get, to get that, an awful lot. And it seemed like once, once it was there, I wasn't sure if I wanted to move there. So it's, it, it, I've been toying with this now for like almost a year. In the wow. meantime, it's, it's like empty. So I can't, can't make my mind up. I don't know what to do. 
Okay, so you can't make your mind up to go to 34. Your husband wants to move to 34. He He's willing to do everything that's needed to, to make it suitable for both of you to live there. I'm curious, what, like, what do you, and you don't have to answer it, you know, in front of everybody here. What is it that's keeping that is, you from going from your parents' house or from leaving 21? Um, well, 21 is where I raised my children. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have that memory. Um, 21 is the one that's probably, um, the one that's probably more, maybe more rentable. Mm-hmm. Um, and 34 is, you know, where I, where I grew up, where, you know, I really all of my life and took care of my parents until the end, you know, I, I don't know if it's sometimes because I think that's, that's where they died. So I feel like, like I couldn't live there. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, I mean, it's a much it's a much um, better house. It's in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, you know, it has more in a lot of ways than the other one has. Mm-hmm. Um, just it needs some some updating, and it needs like to con- You know, we already started converting it to gas. Mm-hmm. Um, we've already started doing some things, but and my husband's already started putting some stuff there. But I'm I'm just not saying anything but it's getting closer to where the decision has to be made. Yeah. And I'm, I, I just, I just don't, I don't know. I don't know. And I haven't said to him, I haven't said to him that I, I'm having second thoughts. I've just been hoping that something would work itself out and I would somehow get an answer and I, I pray for an answer and, and, yeah. and but I just, I just don't get it. So, Anne, I just asked, um, the question in a different way. Um, I said, okay, what might you expect if you decide to stay at 21? And what might you expect if you decide to move to 34? Um, And the two cards for 21 Ace of Wands, so that's suggesting the the connection that you have with it because of the past history uh, with raising your kids and and so on. But we also have the devil. And that's the card of restrictions. And um, I'm thinking in this case, possibly second guessing. guessing. But the two cards, what you might expect if you choose to move to 34, Ten of Pentacles, this is a lovely family home energy. Um, And the Six of Cups, this is the nostalgia card. So it's remembering all the good times that you had there. I mean, you've had good times at both places, but you have a history with 34. So that can be part of the experience of living there again. And the Ten of Pentacles, the Ten of Pentacles is just a good solid um, family home life, living card. So you didn't get anything like the devil, which we got for 21. Mm-hmm. And there's something else to consider too. And I can't say this is definitively going to happen, but something occurred to me as, as Anne was talking about the outcome and what your experience might be if you choose one over the other. I couldn't help but feel like seeing you in 34 and watching a young family move into 21 and enjoying them, enjoying the home in the way that you enjoyed it with your children. Mm-hmm. And it brings up wonderful memories. Mm-hmm. And then you have this big, beautiful home that your husband put some, you know, blood, sweat and tears into to make it more updated and, and more suitable for what you two need together. And you'll have the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. How does that feel? That makes sense. That, that, that yeah. feels good. Yeah. And it, and I feel like it, it's just the I, my sense here as I was kind of feeling into it too is that letting go of twenty one feels like you're letting go of your family in some way and your children and your and your being being a mom and all those things and I I don't I don't feel like that necessarily has to be the experience it it can be it can be reflected back to you from even though you're in thirty four Laura that's exactly what happened um, when we moved as you know recently and we left behind a condo that we had lived in big beautiful condo on the river 
that we lived in for 34 years. Um, but it's 34. It was, I mean, I love where we are now. It's better, it's smaller, it's good. But the, it was a young family that moved into our condo and we got friendly with them. And now we watch them post on Facebook because we're friends and we see oh. our old, you know, living quarters. And now the, the two little babies are there and it's just really, oh. it's kind of nice. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's definitely something to think about, Anne. Yeah. Mm. She said she moved 34 years ago too. So there's that number again. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even, <laughs> that's so funny. I didn't even think of that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then. That's it. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Did we solve your problem? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm a lot closer, believe me. Yes, good. wonderful. Good, good. Oh, great. Wonderful. Well, hopefully, hopefully our insight helped in some way. It certainly did. Great. Well, happy moving and enjoy. All right. Thank you so much, Anne, for, um, for being a part of the podcast today. Thank you. Well, that takes us up to the top of the hour and, and our hour is done. Thank you everybody who tuned in today and to be a part of the live broadcast and to um, ask questions and have readings. And thank you, Anne, so much. I Like I always say, I always learn so much anytime I have you on the program. Thank oh, you well, thank you. Here. I just love, love being here. I have a, a wonderful time with you as always. Thank you. And your bird was quiet. I don't know what happened. He's snoozing. <laughs> so, no, he's now he's awake. He's playing on the little thing that I clip treats to. There's nothing in it, but he thinks that's a toy. So he's playing with that. Hi, baby. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He's having a wonderful time here. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for being here. And, and we'll be back again next month. And we'll do this all over again. Um, also, if you wanted to check out the cards, make sure you go to Anne's Instagram, which is Anne Hans Tarot. But um, anybody, I will be back next week. Uh, so if you'd like an invitation to join us at the next podcast, uh, just email me through my website, laurawister.com. Also, I'll be sending out a link. If you're on my email newsletter, I will send out a link for that as well. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're enjoying the program, please consider leaving a review so that others may find it and benefit as well. Also, you can stay informed about upcoming podcasts by following me on social media. I'm Intuitive Laura on Instagram and TikTok, or you can simply go to my website and sign up for my email newsletter at lauraworcester.com. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.